0: Well, you want to talk about how much we're willing to trade
1: yeah and how much we and how sort of at least for me when it, they come out and spell it out like this it feels much creepier than when it's sort of implicit like with <laughs> facebook or google
0: it feels worse when they're honest and transparent
1: <laughs> yeah right interface. My name is Andrew. With me this week is Ian Fuchs and some sort of strange beatboxing man. (laughs) Hello.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: So Chase, I heard that you're going to go to the movies a lot more often now. (laughs) That's
0: absolutely a lie. Did you you hear something that you're thinking about?
1: The, yeah, you know, there's this crazy thing I was thinking about, and that's uh, called movies. And you know, we were having a conversation yesterday, and you were saying how much you really, really wanted to go see one movie a day for just ten dollars a month. This week's so, sponsor.
0: <laughs> how much do you actually go to the movies? Here's a good question. Um,
1: I go monthly, I would say. Monthly. I would go more often if there. If. There's uh, a cheap uh, movie uh, no,
0: I'm not asking if you want a shiny thing. Do you, how much do you actually go? you go month you think you go monthly
1: yeah monthly maybe a little more often in the summer when all the the big blockbusters are
0: out see all those marvel those mcu movies
1: yeah and there's a lot of great stuff coming out this year or this there's, there's we're finally moving away from like franchises and stuff based on a book or whatever so you know there's a lot true? of good originals yeah, yeah. i mean there's I think that's things. debatable <laughs> i think i think no matter what happened like okay so so now it's not things based on the book now it's just remakes of old movies all right, so on my list to see is Dunkirk, <laughs> Atomic Blonde, um, let's see, Baby Driver, Logan Lucky. Okay, I guess And then the rest of them are all sequels are based on previous I was going to say,
0: yeah. yeah, the rest are all yeah. literally MCU movies.
1: Well, no, it's only three of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder how, how, how good does it feel to live in the Golden Palace down in wherever it had corporate in California for yeah. Disney.
1: You have to ask anyway. Jeff Goldblum when Thor Ragnarok comes out.
0: Gosh. <laughs> Ian, how frequently do you guys go to the, the movie the movie theater? Um,
1: the last time that I went to a movie was in the summer of 2016.
0: Do you remember what it was? Um,
1: it's because you, you have an infant now. It was either Secret Life of Pets or <laughs> The Jungle Book. Uh, the live-action I don't remember which. Wow. I don't remember which one came after which. We saw two movies that summer, and wow. I hadn't been to a movie in probably a year before that. So I, I would say on average, I go to one to one and a half movies a year. Oh, like back huh. we saw three movies last year because I, I did see Deadpool in theaters. Oh, okay. So nice. At, at best, I go to one a quarter.
0: Yeah, that's probably closer to what we do. Maybe like twice a year or something. But that's just since kids. We went to. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Rogue One was the last movie we went to. Yeah, we just
1: we just don't go to movies in theaters. Like for us, even you know, even before having a baby or CJ being pregnant or anything like that, like all the way back to basically as soon as we left college, it was like rarely would we go to a movie. We would much rather rent a movie and watch it at home. And then the streaming stuff started to happen, so it was. You know, watch whatever on streaming services, or you know, find things that fell off the back of a truck and watch them that way. But we just prefer to watch things at home in our own space and be able to do our own thing. And and so the idea of going to a movie, you know, even once a month to me seems like a lot, especially when you consider how expensive movies are now. And and so then to extrapolate that into the idea of people that go. You know, every week we have a friend who goes to, I think, every movie that comes out when it comes out, like within the first week or so. So my guess is that she has a wallet that is no joke, like a two inch, has a two inch stack of movie stubs since she moved to Chicago five years ago.
0: Wow. Yeah, we used to go weekly years ago, but. Huh. I don't think that's an artifact of you and everything
1: to do with the fact that you just hate other people.
0: It's not that, it's kids. No, not you. It's like Ian, convenience. Ian. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, you hate people, that's right. No, yes. I know for
1: you it's it's kids. Chase appreciates seeing movies in the, the format they were intended for it. No, for I for do. me it's it's entirely the expense of it and the I, I, there's probably three things actually. The expense of going to the movie itself, the, the cost of the tickets, on top of that the cost of the uh the concessions and everything else that go with it, and then the the inability to stop the movie or anything like that based on physiological biological needs, dear old man, it won't stop the movie because I have to go pee and it costs so much these days. <laughs> but I've I've always been like that. Like even in high school when when you know the the Charles Theater was what a buck a ticket, dollar movies I, I, like dollar popcorn. Yeah, it was it was super cheap. I, I even then it was like. Yeah, I probably went more often because it was something to do, but I still didn't like to do it because I don't want to. I don't want to miss part of the movie. And as so adult, best just be an adult and go pee and, beforehand and pee in a cup. <laughs> You're the Gatorade pee- bottle guy. Yeah, that's right. I do. I do pee beforehand. I have a small bladder, so I drink a lot. <laughs> so, how would you feel about? So there's the service that lets you get like first run movies in your house. It's only like ten thousand dollars. Is I, that real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like celebrities use it. It, it. Usually, usually it's connected to a projection system because I think they actually come like encrypted Prima through this cinema. like there's this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You basically like, you run your own private personal movie theater, and wait, so is you're there paying a specific, like movie theater like whatever the movie theater pays to lease the movie right. for the two weeks or whatever. You're paying that to watch them in your house. So um,
0: it's not like a special service. You just like set up shop as an independent theater and basically no, it's
1: a special service. I mean, well, it, it's but is it different from what a movie theater be, does? What now?
0: Is it different from what a movie theater does?
1: Well, it, in, in,
0: like it's not like it's not called yes, like in Netflix in house not cinema in or something. It's like the same thing that the theater down the street uses.
1: No, it's more like Netflix. Oh, okay. It's um,
0: so just like. Technological
1: consideration here: a, a movie theater uses a a digital projector, and they get mm-hmm. these like encrypted cards that actually contain the movie file. And the, that's how it there's, works. There's like a you know a, a keychain pair that has to happen between the projector and, and the, the card hardware. itself. So if somebody stole the card, they in theory can't rip it, which is how you have less piracy of movies, you know, in theory in theaters now that's th- right. that, that aren't somebody literally recording the projection right, the screen, screen and somehow hacking that part of it. But you don't get, like, the original
0: theater release files. Um, so is there, like, one company that has a monopoly on this? Like, does every theater use the same, like, lock and key?
1: There... I believe there is a specific...
0: Or is it, like, a format that's... It's, 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 it's a,
1: a format that everybody... Okay. okay. Utilizes some some variant of, or there's multiple distribution channels with different formats, but each one can get any movie and put it in that form. I don't know. It's it's a lot of black box stuff. It just seems to me like it's clearly the future. Um, right? Cuz I think you're right. Most people would rather be in their home, and I think only film nerds really appreciate and want to go see movies in a theater. Cuz all things considered, it's not like an ideal experience. It's I mean, expensive, it's dirty, it's, there's lots of people around, people suck generally. It, it's, it's very <laughs> f- for a movie it, that is cost excluded. For uh, a <laughs> For a, an 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 art essentially that is supposed to be at least to some level personal. Now I think there are certain exceptions to that I think comedy movies in theater are are generally pretty good because there's an amplitude Wait, you of com- comedy movies. Who in goes the to theaters? comedy movies. Well, I'm just saying, like of of movies in a theater, like comedies tend to work well because other people laughing only heightens the hilarity for other like everyone kind of feeds oh, off each saying. other it's with the, the laughter. It's a experience. Right. So, so a, a you can't comedy movie in a theater headset
0: video. that would allow you to be with a bunch of simulated... Right. N- it, no, perfect. The, you're, you're cracking the VR cake. That's not a stage. <laughs> um, okay, good. All right, <laughs> cracking the on. VR cake? Yeah, that's it. Just split Classic. that cake right down the middle. <laughs> Classic analogy. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, I, think, I think, especially like very artistic movies, you know, um, the, the ones that are up for awards every year in yeah and people yeah, yeah, yeah. look at them, and they're like, "This is a, a true cinematic work of art. Those are things that are meant to be very personal and so I think watching that in a the theater surrounded by a bunch of strangers like kind of devalues that, and especially when you consider that many of the screeners who watch these movies for the award shows get to watch them in a private theater with themselves and a very small number of other people. So everyone kind of gets their own personal space to react and everything else. So so I think it's it's other film reviewers and it's typically those people's friends. Right. So like even if it's not a solo experience, it's at least a communal one with people, you know, right. And so, so based on that, the, the idea of watching a movie at home is much more true to how many of these reviewers are seeing it because you're seeing it in a close, personal, comfortable space generally either alone or with people that you elect to have with you, not whoever showed up, unless you're, you know, you have a different policy about your house and your living room. Uh, Chase seems unconvinced.
0: I, no, it's good. It seems fine. I I feel like, I feel like everyone, not everyone, the majority of people would, would agree with you that it's just easier to watch something in your home, right? Yep. So the, the viewing, viewing something as an experience, that's like, I would argue that, uh, theaters, you know, theaters exist for the social experience, right? Like that's why, presumably that's why they exist. I don't think so. Yeah, presume, I mean, why else though? Because like, to, for, to preserve know, an archaic infrastructure that
1: wasn't a thing when movies were invented. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: what's so, okay. That's fine. Why do they still exist today then?
1: Because I've, I would imagine now just because it's tradition and there's no... Is the institution? There's a resistance to doing in home stuff right. like this. Why, why, does, because, why, why is there still broadcast radio? Why is there still... Because you that can that listen makes to it while you drive your car. You can listen to satellite radio while you drive your car.
0: That that's internet reliant. I think that's a different conversation. Like but, but mobile saying, like, connectivity I mean, is you,
1: different. You have wires. Why are they still printed newspapers? Like you have all of these well, things. You, like it, you have it, it, things that are
0: satellite versus broadcast
1: or you know uh, 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 terrestrial radio. Terrestrial radio is substantially cheaper than satellite. Why is, why is there AM one FM is better quality and effectively better in all all Like there are all these old band holdover things. I understand. But I, I understand yeah, technically but, why. I see what you're going. But you have all of these holdover things from decades before that that we continue to do we still print newspapers even though most people still get, most people now get their news on the I, internet i think from their timeline so, on facebook <laughs> I,
0: you know what I, i'll push back on that I, yeah, there's that to uh, little joe there's that great thing that you that you referenced before that i've brought up a number of times people with the the tech level of people in general it's that very humbling article that, whatever, oh yeah that,
1: yeah that that nielsen norman group article
0: yeah, yeah right and it talks about um, they talk about how it's like a quarter of the country is like even moderately comfortable with technology, and like yeah. even less than that are like proficient, and the vast majority of people are totally inept or uncomfortable or have some levels of discomfort. But then, then the, the question is: Is the same thing true
1: about like if if that applies to things like newspapers? Does the same thing apply to Netflix
0: or right. DVDs? Here's like I, it's different though because like that medium is a screen, right? Yeah, but the the newspaper doesn't have but to how, be how many people across go across
1: 33 I, across 33 rich countries only 5% of the population has high computer related abilities
0: and only a third of people can complete medium complexity tax, tasks. That's that seems insane, right It's a super humbling realization to realize that we're like we are in the vast minority. right so this medium is, a, is anything uh, make use of
1: a novel online form navigation across pages and applications use of tools like a sort function. Can facilitate the resolution of the problem, but it's not required. May involve multiple steps and operators. The goal of the problem may be defined by the respondent, but the criteria to be met are explicit. Um,
0: Yeah. But, I mean, all I'm getting at is, like, something like that is a good indicator of why traditional, like, conventional means of distributing information have not totally been changed. I think movies... Yeah. No, I I get your point. Like, I mean... It's it's just a matter of...
1: You know, look, looking at you know, we have these legacy things because reasons, but because people do still utilize them. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. movie theaters still exist not only because of historical reasons, but also because people still go. I mean, All right, the, so the movie theater down the street from us, at least on the couple times that we've been by there or been there, the parking lot always seems full.
0: Go think, look at I the parking
1: that- lot of an AMC on on. In December, oh, when the next Star Wars movie comes out, that parking lot will be full.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. but there's reasons why, right? Like, there's an exclusivity that no. that you go if you want to see it when it first comes out. I think that theaters not only do they have that advantage, right, and that's a holdout. Um, the other thing that they have going for them is the they have the social component. Like, like dinner in a movie is still culturally a thing in right. North America, which, right? Which is also why yeah.
1: so many theaters now have have remodeled and have restaurants in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are really because, fun because actually. They're,
1: they're the idea is it come here and spend your money here but again it, yeah. at least at the, like in that kind of situation it feels like it's more than just going and spending money on a movie because a lot of times you get like dinner and you get dinner at the theater and the movie is like all kind of included and it's like a bundle deal and
0: yeah it's 50 bucks a ticket it's called the i pick <laughs> or,
1: or that <laughs> you also get to sit in a recliner and,
0: yeah and you get a blanket and a pillow
1: you know a shared communal blanket and a pillow I'm yeah, it's a shared now. one. It's just can, one long blanket for the entire row. You can Google. Come on, oh God. Come on, Google Sean. The phrase, Knock it off. Sorry. millennials are killing, and then any word afterwards, and you can figure out an explanation <laughs> for it. So here is a New York Post article from 2016 called "Millennials Are Killing the Movie Business." We are. Here it and is. I think you're right. It's because we have. I mean, what? Let's let's be frank for a minute here. Can I still be Ian? I have a reasonable. Skill set with computers, you can go find a first run movie right now and watch it in your home.
0: That's okay. That's an unreasonable expectation. I get that you can do it, but that's that's like 0.01% of
1: people. Like, I think is, it's that is super a, fringy. I think it's higher. I think it's a lot higher than you expect because I don't think so. Especially well in millennials, you can, go look at
0: the, you can go look at the torrent numbers for that stuff, and those numbers are not that high. Like in the you know, you see like but thousands, hundreds of thousands of downloads, big movies get millions, but, like but that's compare, still not, but c- you got to compare something like let's say it's popcorn
1: time, right? Let's say there's a service like popcorn time or movie box on Android what's that can do these same time? things. They're piracy apps. Is, basically. Yeah, I makes, wouldn't know they, about these. I, I, guys. I wouldn't either. Makes, I, I've just heard of this. Or let's say there's a service that allows you to have your own personal media server on your computer that you can share over the internet with your friends. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> one, one person has to torrent the movie. So, so your statistic says there was one download, but how many people does that one person share their library with who all end up watching the same copy of that movie, or it gets shared through some other method, USB drive, Dropbox, whatever, sure. but only one torrent
0: happened. So it's a lot harder to track that
1: kind of thing. I think that's even thing. less common.
0: Yeah. The funnel gets pretty tight, in my opinion. I mean, I'd be willing to see evidence to the contrary, but you're not going to convince me that that torrenting is a meaningful part of the current movie-going experience for normal people. Like, look at if you go back to your tech curve, right? Like, five percent of people have high tech skills. How people of people who have high tech skills? How many people one know how to torrent and two are ethically okay with it and do it? Like, it's a tiny number. Okay, I'm done. Just
1: I'm not. I'm okay with it, but doesn't mean I don't know how to do it and haven't done it. <laughs> right. Uh, so I wonder. Um, how often do
0: you do it? How often I, you do you do it? I don't. That
1: would be. There it uh, is. That would be unethical. <laughs> I wonder how much <laughs> stuff like HBO and Netflix is affecting it too, right? Like you can go to the movie arguments. theater, or you could just stay home and watch like what X, Y, Z on Netflix. Right. So I
0: think, I, yeah, and chill. Yeah. The better argument is instant gratification of online streaming, right? It's on demand video is the better argument against the theater.
1: So something that I've heard um,
0: speculation of, and
1: I'll find a link for the show notes for it, is that um, Apple and I believe Google is also trying to get their hands in on this of basically having like a premium version of rental within iTunes or Google Play that would allow you to rent movies that are still in theater or have just left theater, but aren't out yet. So you can get like, that's the pay-per-view, right? It's basically like a pay-per-view thing where you can get an early access to a a movie before it's out through one of either Google or uh, Apple, like Amazon already does some of that and, and have, have kind of that same idea. And you end up paying, like, let's say a normal movie rental is $5. You pay $25, which is, essentially what you'd pay to see it in the theater except that now you get to watch it on your couch you get 24 hours with it and you can pause it to go pee every 10 minutes if you want god you sound like a terrible movie going companion uh. I, actually, I actually don't go to the bathroom that often in the movie every 12 minutes no i oh, use guys. i use uh a the run... bottom half of my popcorn doesn't have enough butter on it I'll i use right
0: i use run pee <laughs>
1: When I go to movies. I was going to ask if you knew about that. Yeah. that's what? Oh, my goodness. But then you're the asshole in the theater pulling your phone out so you can check if you can go pee or not. I
0: think they have a watch Wait, app. what do you have? There's a peeing app? <laughs> it's, oh, it's, yeah. They,
1: they call it Run Pee. It's actually just... It, it's You hit a button when the movie starts, right? And it basically yeah. tells you, like, this is an okay is it, like, time to go. Oh, my uh, God. No, I think the the watch app will just, like, tap you but a couple times to let you know, like, oh, that's, this is a safe time. I was just going to say you found the one use okay, case for a smartwatch, smart. and And so it... It can subtly let you know, okay, if you're gonna go pee, now would be the time because all that's happening right now is like bullshit dialogue that doesn't actually matter. That's really funny. The, it, I like okay, here makes, we go. Avengers: Age of Ultron. There's I was gonna say you could just go whenever you want early in the movie. <laughs> Neither have any action, and the plot development is easy to summarize. The last pee time is for emergency use only. Uh, so it, like I said, there, are, there are things like that. But, but if I wanted to watch it at home, it doesn't matter. I can pause. So, so I think we, we, have we've, we've really derailed from where we had thought what this conversation was going to start, which is seeing movies in the theater uh, is something that people were starting to do less of for whatever reason, whether it's cost, whether it's accessibility of streaming services, everything else. But there's this new service that is. Sorry, this app is incredible. In theory, <laughs> um, supposed to to be the Netflix of going to the theater. And it's called MoviePass. Is that right? A good P time. Aww. Bonus points for you if you can get back to your seat in three minutes before a short scene with Ultron. But it's easy to summarize what happens.
0: Yes, Ian. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. So so MoviePass is, is basically Netflix of the theater. You pay like a $10 a month fee and it gives you access to... One movie a day, I th- I think is how I understand it, uh, in the theater. So so if you are an avid movie goer, somebody who doesn't miss a single movie, it's potentially a great option because you can now spend a lot less going to the theater. But then that raised a bunch of questions about why. So it makes how- problem
0: it makes me feel like Amazon Fresh. Like, I'm going to pay for this service that has this big advantage, but now I feel compelled to use it. Right.
1: Oh, well, so it's actually interesting you mentioned that because originally their their pricing model was based on a gym subscription, whereby uh, the people who don't use it subsidize the people who do. Right. And they found that that was unsustainable. So now they're selling your uh, your, your movie yeah, habits. BI. Yeah.
0: yeah. Your personal information. Sorry. I know what you meant. I work in healthcare. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Broke. not your pii there you want to do we need to no, differentiate no we have
1: we have we also have uh, private health care information Picks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't uh, you know this service if this service is going to be i mean right it's like super subsidized movie going right like a movie costs eleven dollars now in a normal market or something I, right I, like call, call it $10, um, just just for easy math call it ten dollars yeah, okay $10. sure ten. Other I, more than that
1: everyone knows uh, that the the subsidization or the, the the money doesn't come from buying the ticket it's the concessions and so like an average movie event correct. and you know you go with you and your 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 honey and it's probably like what thirty forty dollars i usually just yeah, bring a slice easily. of bread for the honey and then it's
0: you one of these peanut butter pocket guys? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> now you do. All right. So, for, yeah. My bag and, left. <laughs> Sorry. That way it's warm. Is that your argument? Gross. It's warm okay. and it's consistent on all my pants. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, ten dollars a month. Go to the movie. You should be going to at least one movie to take advantage of the cost, right? Just for the movie right. ticket like, cost. Like, and, the and, and theater still makes their money on concessions, but the service is left out cold, right? It's like trying to sell a subscription for access to a restaurant where they make however whatever percent of their money in alcohol, right? So, um, The trick is to keep your peanut butter pockets separate from your pocket sand. I mean, that's why you have peanut butter pocket pockets. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Which you can find exclusively at Costco for... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you need to go to the movie, right, at least once a month. And then how much like I would love to see what the the value of the personal or of the information on habit, right, like for someone who goes, like how much is somebody worth who goes to the theater once a month, twice a month, three times a month? And like my bigger question is is it a linear curve, right? So is it just if you go to the movie twice is your PI worth twice as much or somebody who goes like to 12 movies a month, are they really valuable? Right? I'd love well, to know. That's a really interesting question. Is is the about back the logistics of of this sort of thing. I yeah, imagine- because Right now, it's just VC. It's VC funded, right? Like, it's it's not. They're not making money off of information. It's it's going to be a long tail yeah. business.
1: I mean, I would guess that if you're doing it right, right, like if you're if you're treating people's data appropriately with the understanding that you're selling it, then you've anonymized it all, and so one person's data is no like one data point is no better than another, and it's all about the pure volume, right? Just to make these algorithms work, you need more data. But I, I'm I'm guessing you, with this service, uh, I I very highly doubt that they are anonymizing your data. My guess is they are creating oh, it, a viewing profile for Andrew Lilja or for Chase Musil based on the movies you're seeing in theaters. And I, I don't know this for sure, but just... The target advertisements? Exactly, know? because they have... When, and I only this because I looked at the, the sign-up thing. They get mm. your phone number. They get your home address. They get your um, credit card billing address so they can verify that they have an address that's probably valid. They get... They, your email address, like they get a lot of pieces of information out of you that then they can use and they can turn around to say, you know, Andrew went to see baby driver in theaters. Let's send him advertisements for Subarus Subarus or (laughs) leather jackets, like
0: for iPods. Just about to sum me up. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say that, um, Pi in general, right? Like having that type of information has come up for a number of reasons, right? Uh, recently, but the one that feels familiar to this is politically, like where uh, the the ISP being able uh, the ISP net neutrality problem, right? Where they can uh, do the targeted, like they can sell your the ISPs are able to now sell your right your activity, your, your personal activity. Yeah, right. And so then the, there's all this confusion around like, uh oh, that means that MediaCom or whatever, Comcast. MediaCom is not a good reference. But yeah, my ISP is uh, like going to sell my information. They're going to know exactly what Chase looks at, right? Oh no, but the truth is that that's not how they collect it. I'm not saying that this is on MoviePass works, but the truth is in this case, they get aggregated data by location, right? So you might get like you know, within, you know, blocks or like serviceable areas or something, but it's not, you know, your profile. It's it's just for the record generally less targeted than uh it's like google or amazon or facebook yeah it's more
1: like yellow pages where it's like we know that everyone who lives in this village or this area of a town correct might be interested in x legal services or x plumbing services or you know whatever so icky
0: let's let's talk about the icky factor quick then i mean that seems to be the other piece to this right so movie phone is in uh, it, they're taking the approach that full transparency is the best way to go, right? Movie, like Movie Pass, Movie Phone. Oh, sorry, Movie Phone, movie oh, is, sorry, so my movie phone is a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's okay. Vonage? is that the service that's we're talking thorn. about? That's that's there. It is. Um, yay, V-O-I-P. <laughs> Never mind. Stop. Don't. Woohoo! Woohoo! Do <laughs> you remember those commercials?
1: Chase is on a '90s kick this morning.
0: Oh my god! No. All right, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Vonage. So. V o n a g e.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. I recognize the name.
0: It's a Magic right. ga- magic Jack. It was before Magic Jack, actually. Right. So it, so what, what Chase is trying doesn't, to get to is... Jack? It doesn't matter. It's, they're fully oh transparent God. in the fact that they're trying to sell <laughs> your movie-going so, habits, and that's why it's subsidized. Whereas, uh, Lil' J, you made the comment that that potentially feels more creepy than something like Google or Facebook or Amazon or whatever. R- right.
1: So I, I it's not a creepiness. Okay. Uh, I think that's a different... It's okay this is in the modern information economy we must distinguish between creepiness and yuck factor. <laughs> um this this is this is more icky than creepy. Yeah, so it it, it and it's not even it, it just feels grosser because i know they're doing it versus facebook google whatever where they're collecting my data and not really being explicit about that they're doing it and what they're doing with it. Uh where i'm just sort of like okay with it because i don't have to think about it in this case they're being like really open and honest about it i think "Mm, i don't like this this is no i don't want you to do that right well i I, and i think part of it too is like a google or an amazon or a facebook is collecting data about you and anything they're giving out to somebody else is in theory anonymized or non-targeted and anything that they're using internally they can target based on what they know about you as a person so you looked at a subaru and so now you're going to get ads for Subaru from Google because you Googled Subaru or whatever, right. like, like they're keeping it in house. Whereas with, um, Fandango, no movie, uh, movie pass, uh, they What's are front <laughs> 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 to <tomatoes. laughs> there, there it is. Um, with, with movie pass, they're basically saying we're going to collect this and then we're going to sell it. Like we're going to collect what you're doing in your real life. Like. You're out at the movie theater. You're not not internet connected on whatever you're doing right now. In theory, But we're going to turn around and we're going to sell that information to somebody else to say that you went to see Baby Driver. Now they can turn around and target you, which feels creepier because you can't see what data they're gathering about you, who it's going to, and you don't know how you got onto the Subaru email list now. But somehow you did, whereas... Yeah, you it know, it it ends up being kind of like the the real world version of AAA, where it just is a way for them to collect information and sell out about you.
0: I mean, that's all of these personal information, you know, sales based companies, right? Like at the end of the day, Google and Facebook and any number of tech companies are collect. You know, uh, you know Microsoft makes money on that too on on advertisements, and advertisements and targeted advertisements, right? So it's like, it how can't... comfortable are you with trading? Your personal information and habits for free services or reduced services,
1: but again, I, I think it it, it feels cost. it feels less gross, less creepy, less icky, less whatever word you want to use when mm-hmm. Microsoft is collecting stuff based on your Bing searches and then they're serving you ads on Bing based on yeah that. you're saying
0: that you keep it internal yeah right whereas it does it though cuz they're still
1: it. selling the, that information to advertisers right oh, like usually on, the advertisers don't don't get any specific from from what i picking. understand they're, oh, they're, they no, don't no, get no, any no, information no. about who personally you, got the ad they get information about how many ads were served to oh, my whatever friend. their identified demographic was well how is that any different than knowing who the ads were sent to it's like because are the, the, the aggregate data and not they, individual they get data. An, they get an aggregate chart that says these are the types it's, of people that got your ad versus man. Andrew Lilja got your ad. Okay, the, dip- so I guess the question here for me is that's fine. If you can't identify like the five people who saw it or whatever, like you don't necessarily need to. Like when you're doing advertising, you're not trying to like laser focus it on three, five, maybe a thousand, two thousand people. Right. You want to get the aggregate information there. Yeah. And being able to know that like we we serve it to like ninety five percent of the people in this demographic that you said you targeted. That's what you that's what you want to know, right? And I'm not sure I don't care if it right, necessarily but, can target me. I'm what's really concerned about is them being able to target specific demographics of which I am a part. Right. The other thing that feels creepy about it though is is when let's say Chase buys an ad on Bing and he wants to serve it to people that Andrew falls in the demo of After the ad is done running, Chase gets his report, but Chase can no longer serve that ad to Andrew unless he buys another ad for the same demo and then Andrew searches it. And like a lot of things have to stack up. The way a lot of these things where they're selling your data means that Chase buys this data and now Chase can advertise to Andrew all day because Chase has Andrew's like contact information. So it's, it's the difference in. Right it's randomly being to, assigned this is the ad that matches you versus i can now advertise to you personally because i have your yeah. home address your phone number your email address and this well,
0: is really murky because you don't under like the implications of how your data is being sold and used is not clear to you is not made clear to you right because there's the access you're selling access to a particular demographic which is the more common one but there are services who who actually sell you know like bulk Groups of individually, you know, bundled data as well of people, right? right, Of individuals, uh, access to demographics. Email list. That's a really
1: whatever. It's that's a really gray area in terms of like legality and data
0: privacy. No, it's not. You, it's it's all in the EULA.
1: I guess not. I guess not. Legality, uh, uh, morality, and you signed up for MoviePass or some other service and agreed to the morality. Yeah, Yeah, ethics of it. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what. So back to back to MoviePass, like. Is it better that they're super, they're attempting to be more transparent about it? Or would you rather be like $10 a month movie, tech wizardry? I don't know how they keep doing it, but this shit is free. (laughs) Right? Like, I think I'm, I mean, I'm always
1: more in favor of uh, 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 people being open about what they're doing, even if it's something that's distasteful. But I think they're going to find that it's very challenging for them to thrive with this knowledge, considering most people. I think there's a disconnect between people realizing that, like, Facebook, Google, blah, 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 are already doing all these things and just not being open about it. Um, it, But they see them as essential services that they're just going to put up with. So it doesn't matter if they're selling my data. I don't really care. What are they going to do? I get some extra advertisements. Who cares? But as soon as it becomes a thing where, like, well, I don't have to do this. I already have Netflix. I can go see a movie once a month for roughly the same price, and they're going to sell my data. Like, the compounding effect of all those things is, like, I'm not going to do this. This is gross. This is creepy. But even when it's the same thing, they're already used to. But I, I think again, it, if you go back to your your percentage of people who understand the technological stuff, and back to that, you know, article you referenced earlier, the what is it, Nielsen Normal one, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think most people are going to look at this more like the way Chase is positioning it. Like, I pay ten dollars a month, I go to one movie, and then everything after that is free. And, and they don't even look at the technological repercussions of it because people are dumb. Okay. And then, and, and so another example of the same kind of thing is like signing up for the rewards programs for whatever store you visit or hotel chain or whatever, Right. like, right. oh, sign up and we'll, we'll send you promotional stuff and you'll get points. And you don't look at what else they do with that, and all of a sudden you're getting phone calls for mm-hmm. all these other things or emails from all these other things. And you're like, "How the hell did I get on these lists?" Well, they turn around and sold your data. But most people are just like, "Whatever, I get junk mail." I never thought about this. I have some programs to delete my email from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it's one of those things like the whenever something seems and this goes back to like free apps and all of that too, or free services. Like whenever yeah. it seems too good to be true, either you are the customer because they're selling you something through ads or you are the product and they're selling you to someone else. Yep. Or both. Or both.
0: <laughs> Twitter. <sighs> and that's called prostitution. Mm. <laughs> You data slut. You can
1: find shows for this week's episode <laughs> at interface.fm slash 57. And while you're there, find links to our social things. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you're not. And we'll be back.
0: Is this a good time to pee? You check the app.
1: Holy shit, how did we not talk about this? HBO is called Home Box Office. How did we mess that one up? Because it's not well, that anymore. it's just a content yeah. house. I know, but like it used to be about showing TV shows. I'm sorry, showing movies in your home it, like, it, as if it was the box office for your home. And then they clearly Weird. found that this is not be that productive, and so they shifted into that, doing original content. That was just Netflix before internet streaming video. Right, right, exactly. Right. Like, I'm really curious what happened there, and like, the internet, why, uh, the, <laughs> the <laughs> motivation. What do you think it was? The internet. <laughs> what do you think it was? The internet. Because I get the impression that HBO started shifting really into. I think their own so content. It's a culmination 90s, of things, right? And so, they like,
0: really take off till the early 2000s. So HBO, I mean HBO, didn't shift until later, though. Like they still struggled in hotels and as premium cable bundles for a long time. Yeah. The problem with HBO is that it requires a base cable bundle, and people are increasingly killing those subscriptions. So if your install, right, like if your if your base is, no, I get it. That that's rate. the reason why
1: it's now. But I'm thinking back when they started making that transition into original content back in like 96.
0: Oh, that was a differentiator.
1: Yeah, I think it was. They 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 wanted to not just be an aggregator of other people's movies because cause what's what's the what is the the sell on it if nobody subscribed have, to right, it if we have you can watch 12, it in your house twelve the only thing I can think that of that was there they were have, competing services that right, did the same thing but think about it, like on HBO if you if you did movies only right you could show effectively like twelve movies a day so if you, if and there's only so many new movies so they end up showing older movies and they show a movie you know. In the morning and then in the evening, so the people who work, or whatever can see it, and like we're right, getting right, all this duplicating right. stuff, all of a sudden it's like, oh well, if somebody just goes out and buys these movies they want to see, I, th- I think it was really the the increase in home James movie purchases and, and and movie rental and stuff like that. I think uh, that's the stuff that probably actually oh, caused more you, issue okay. for HBO <laughs> than analog <laughs> Netflix killed HBO.
0: I don't know oh, what HBO sister. like. You could probably just go look at their stock price or whatever and see how it's fluctuated through the years. But the original impetus for HBO to do original content you know, was outlined in this. I listened to a 30 by, uh, is it 30 for 30? The ESPN show. Um,
1: HBO is not a publicly traded company.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I wonder, yeah, I don't know how to evaluate their, you know, whatever, yeah. get their evaluation over time. But anyway, um, you can go back to the seventies and they were looking for original content as a way to be a differentiator, like to, for people to subscribe to them that other right. stuff wouldn't have. So it's back to like, this is exclusive content and you want people to, if you really want to see this thing that we make, we're the only place you can watch it. And the original one they did was, was boxing. HBO oh, you know, needed to find that. Sure, so that was sure. their original Swartz. content that differentiated them initially. Cause it was and pre, then it was they could pre-, do pre- pay-per-view.
1: Things.
0: Yeah, Exactly and yep. the thing that like set them off this it's a great story but it's about james scott who's uh who's like a professional boxer and he went to jail and then um nobody wanted to televise his fights and hbo picked it up
1: okay i have to go because i have to poop very badly
0: is your is your wrist buzzing
1: my butt is buzzing
0: <laughs> that's gross good
1: yeah sorry to share i just wanted to explain the uh the situation. i think
0: i'd understand if you walked away <laughs> goodbye run poop. bye <laughs> <laughs> Run, Pooh.